may be seated there in your homes, and if you have a Bible there in your home with you, and I hope that you do this morning, I want to invite you to turn to this gospel reading that I just read for you in John, the gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10 this morning. John 10, 1 through 10. If you remember in English class when you were young, you learned about metaphors. In case you don't remember what a metaphor is because it's been so long ago, it is a comparison made between two or more things using figurative and descriptive language. You know, the beautiful thing about metaphors when it comes to literature is that when it's used, it can turn difficult ideas into very simple concepts. Metaphors also infuse written text with vivid descriptions that make the text more vibrant, come to life, more enjoyable to read. And that's exactly what we see here in the Gospel of John this morning. The Bible makes it plain when it describes God and humans in terms of metaphors. Humans are commonly referred to as sheep and God as our shepherd. Let me give you a few illustrations of that from all of God's Word. Isaiah 40.11, He, God, tends His flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in His arm and carries them close to His heart. He gently leads those that have young Mark chapter 6 and verse 34, Jesus saw the huge crowd as He stepped from the boat and He had compassion on them because they were like, what? Sheep without a shepherd. So He began teaching them many things. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 17, for the Lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life giving water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. If you do morning prayer, you'll, you'll pick up on this from the Venite, a portions of Psalm 95 and 96, for He is our God and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. And then my favorite, Isaiah 53, verses 5 through 7. I want you to pick up on this because this is really where we're heading this morning. Isaiah says, But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like what? Sheep, Sheep. have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. You know, we're labeled for sheep for good reason, aren't we? The first is because according to Isaiah 53, we are wanderers. Humans are wanderers. We have the inclination like sheep to wander. Sheep are wanderers. They wander into running creeks for water. Their wool will grow heavy and they'll drown. They need a shepherd to lead them to calm water. Sheep, like every human being in their life loses their sense of direction, which explains why many men are reluctant 
to ask for directions even when they are obviously lost. Or why some women have trouble reading maps. We are like sheep. We are wanderers. We too tend to be swept away by waters that we should have avoided. We too need someone to lead us on paths that are right. The second reason we're labeled as sheep for good reason is because we need security. We need security. Sheep have no natural defenses, no claws, no fangs, no horns. They are helpless. Sheep need a shepherd with a rod and a staff to protect them. We, too, have no defense in and of ourselves against the ploys of the devil. You and I need a shepherd. And so Jesus comes to us here in this gospel and he says to you and me, I am the good shepherd. I am the door of the sheep. We need someone in our life to ground us, to guide us, to lead us, because we're wanderers. You and I, we need a shepherd. We need someone in our life to give us security in a very insecure world. If anything, this pandemic has reminded us again as to how fragile this life is when it comes to security. Right? We do everything, don't we, as families, as individuals, to make ourselves secure. And in the end, in this world, it's, it's just not enough. You and I, we need a shepherd. And the point of John 10, I want you to know, because many times, as you probably have heard this, this passage preached, a lot of times it's just about the stupidity of the sheep. But that's not John's point. It's not the stupidity of the sheep. It's the love of the shepherd. You and I need a shepherd. And his name is Jesus. It is Jesus who protects us. It is Jesus who provides for us. It is Jesus who ultimately possesses you and me. So he protects, he provides, and he possesses. Let's look at all three of these. Number one, he protects us. How is it that he protects us? Well, notice from the text this morning that he is the door. He's the door. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me, they're thieves, they're robbers. There have been many who claim to give what only I can give. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and he'll find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came. This is the underlining passage. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus is saying the same thing that he's going to say next week in John 14. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm the door. If you believe in me, if you trust in me, I am the only path to God. I promise you two things. Jesus said you will be saved and you will go in and out and you'll find pasture. Particularly, you're saved from wolves and thieves. They come and they kill and destroy. You're going to be saved from every enemy that would destroy you. 
Jesus says, enter by me, and you will be forever safe, forever saved this morning. There was a man with a shepherd, and the shepherd was showing him um, where the sheep lived and where they ate and where they stayed at night, and he showed him the structure, and the structure had four walls, and it had an opening in the wall, and the shepherd says that at night, I bring all the sheep into this, this four-walled structure with this opening. And the man that was with him is looking at the structure, and he says, where's the door? And the shepherd said to him, I'm the door. And he went on to say, when it's nighttime, when it becomes dark, the sheep go into the structure. And what I do is I lay down in the opening. And no sheep is going to go out because I'm laying down in the opening. They've got to pass over me. And no wolf is going to come in to get the sheep because they have to pass over me. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying in this text this morning. He, he's saying that I am the door of the sheep, and I'm also the shepherd of the sheep. He's the door because he's the shepherd of the sheep. So all to say, Jesus has you. He will protect you, even though we may, what? As Psalm 23 has explained to us this morning, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall what? We will fear no evil, for God is with us. His rod and His staff, they're going to comfort us. He will protect us. He will protect us. Not only that, but He'll provide for us. How is it that He will provide for us? Well, back to John 10. Look at verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy but I came that they may have life, but not just life, but have it abundantly. We are safe, right? Jesus says we are safe, he protects us, but none of us just want to be merely safe. We're not created to be merely secure. The human heart wants infinitely more than safety and security. Oh yes, yeah, safety is basic, it's necessary. We want to be protected from what can destroy us. We want life, we want life. But we want more than mere life. We want abundant life. Overflowing life. Deep life. Weighty life. Joyous life. We don't just want to survive. We want to thrive at every level of our human being. We were made for this. It's not just safety. No, it's not just security. We enter and we what? We exit the door. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that we just don't have security. It means that we can exit. And when we exit, he takes us out and he makes us to lie down in what? Green, green pastures. Now he leads us beside still waters, not, not to raging waves of strife, but to peaceful streams of holy love does the Spirit of God take us each and every day. He restores our soul. Do you need your soul restored this morning? Come to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. 
When we grow sorrowful, He revives us. When we are sinful, He sanctifies us. When we are weak, He picks us up, He strengthens us, He carries us. Jesus is the one who provides. He protects, He provides. Lastly, He possesses us. How is it that He possesses us? Well, if you are a child of God this morning, if you've trusted in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the shepherd has bought you. He possesses you. You are His. It is He who knows you by what? By name. He knows your name. This almighty, this all-knowing shepherd of the Bible in John 10 has set His affection on you this morning. Every detail about you He knows. Your interests, your hang-ups, your faults, your failures. He knows you. Max Lucado writes about a young Haitian girl named Karenette. He says, Karenette had a spark in her, a look, a bounce in her step, a light in her eyes. She was one of 57 children in the Haitian orphanage. She was bright-eyed, curly-haired, creole-speaking, fun-loving. Each one was precious. But this seven-year-old stood out from the others. Not as a result of any special treatment. No, she ate the same rice and beans. She played on the same grassless playground. Her routine was identical to the other children's. Yet, Karenette was so different. The reason? Max says, ask her. Ask Karenette about the visitors who traveled from a faraway world just to see her. They were looking for a girl, a little girl, a girl just like her. And best yet, they knew her name. They knew her favorite song. They knew that she loved to look at books and jump rope. And in a moment, that changed her forever. Because they invited her to live with them. You ask to see pictures of her soon-to-be home, and she'll show them all to you. Fail to ask, she'll offer to show you. Her adoptive parents brought her pictures. They brought her a teddy bear, granola bars, cookies. She shared all the goodies with her friends. She asked the director to guard her bear. But it was her that would keep the pictures. They remind her of the Father who knows her. They remind her of the home that awaits her. It all convinces her to believe the incredible. Somebody knows her name and has promised to take her home. As a result, Karenette was different. You know, we aren't much different than Karenette this morning. The sheep listen 
to the voice of the shepherd. And he calls his own sheep by name. And he leads them out. The good shepherd knows each sheep by name. You need to know that this morning. I plead with you to know that. He's a shepherd. He's not a cowboy. You're not cattle. He doesn't brand us. We're not on our way to the market. He protects us. He provides for us. He possesses us. I pray that today that you take a renewed joy in the midst of this pandemic in this great shepherd that we have. And if you don't know him, I pray that you would hearken to his voice this Lord's day as, you, as he calls you one of his own. Would you pray with me? Father God in heaven, we thank you that you are the great shepherd of the sheep. We thank you that you have called each of us by our name. You know us. You've bought us. You possess us. But not only that, in this great Easter season, we glorify in you because you died for us, the sheep. You gave your life for us. And you rose powerfully from the grave. So may we again this Lord's Day marvel in the glorious resurrection of your son, Jesus. And Jesus, thank you for being our good, good shepherd. We thank you and we'll live joyous because of it to this day. In the name of Christ, I pray all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.